Hello everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Sam Shoddy and I am just a pharmacist. This podcast will be focused largely on the positive stories that do exist in pharmacy, however go under the radar, unnoticed, and so I want to celebrate you. I want to celebrate your colleagues. I want to celebrate assistants you work with, physicians you work with, patients that just make your day whenever they walk into your pharmacy. That is really what I want to be the focus of this podcast is the positivity that does exist yet often goes unnoticed, gets crushed by all the negativity on Twitter and any other social media. That is what we really want to focus on here. We'll also be going into certain topics, things that you that I have found in my practice might be helpful for you. Um, I miss mentoring students and I haven't had a chance to do that lately. So, hey, great, you guys get to be my students and maybe you learn something or maybe you have something to teach me. I am all about the feedback with this podcast. So please, I want your positive stories. I want your feedback and your advice. And I want this to be a safe place for just that connectivity and that positivity to exist because it it doesn't get to exist as much as it should in our especially retail pharmacy life. So again, my name is Sam Shoddy. I'm a pharmacist currently practicing in British Columbia in the Lower Mainland. I have uh, worked in pharmacy for about 11 years or so now, um, starting from an assistant, well, actually cashier even before that, but uh, assistant moving up to student and, and now pharmacist for a number of years as well. Um, I had worked at a one of the big box stores at a few different stores over the course of my career and uh, finally moved out of the big box life and into an independent uh, right in January of 2021. So I've been in the retail game for a while now and I feel like I have a little bit of expertise at least, hopefully by now. So I wanted to try and share some of my experiences, which maybe some of that will hopefully help you, especially if you're a student. And also, again, really want to focus on the positive as much as I can in this podcast. Because at the end of the day, I don't believe that every one of us is a pharmacist simply because we couldn't get into med school. At at least that's not the case for me, and, and I have some friends where that wasn't the case. So clearly with how much negativity there is about this profession, both from the public and from the pharmacists and pharmacy staff members, um, somehow there's a reason why more and more people are lining up to become a pharmacist. Uh, the, the schooling is not exactly easy to get into. There's a bit of competition, maybe not as much as med school, but clearly there's got to be a reason why so many of us are still wanting to become pharmacists and are continuing to be pharmacists, you know, despite what we're going through, what you keep hearing on Twitter and everywhere else, what we're going through on a daily basis, what I sometimes feel like I'm just going through on a daily basis, until I really reflect and look back at some of those positive moments. And I have to say, working at the Independent that I do now, definitely more of those positive moments. Uh, Just very lucky with the clientele that we have and the general mindset there. That is definitely one of the advantages I've noticed at an independent, but that doesn't mean that that can't exist in other big box retail settings, and and I certainly think that it does. It's just maybe a little harder to come by, unfortunately. 
So please, again, share me your positive stories, whether you want me to say your name live on the podcast or be anonymous, you just let me know because obviously, you know, there, there could be repercussions depending on what it is that you are sharing and whether that maybe makes someone else look bad or maybe gives enough clues as to who the patient might have been and then somehow you're in a HIPAA violation or something silly like that. So please, uh, just let me know if you want to be anonymous. If you don't, tell me, go ahead, say my name, because honestly, it, it feels good. I have submitted to a similar podcast. Shout out to Mitch Lee PharmD and the Retail Pharmacy Podcast, because it really, it felt great to hear my story being read by another pharmacist to a whole bunch of pharmacists and being told, yeah, you know what, what I did was going above and beyond and, and kind of getting that recognition, even though it's from people that don't have an impact on my career necessarily directly. Although, again, thank you, Mitchley, for your mentorship with all of this podcast stuff. Um, but, but otherwise, it's not going to have an impact on me directly as far as my career goes except for the fact that it feels great. And even though it's not my manager, the owner, you know, it's it's not anything like that, it still makes a big difference. And for me, at least, it made a big difference to my mental health kind of in that moment especially. And so that's why I said to myself, why not create a podcast really focused on that? I want to make you all feel really good about the good things that you're doing and if your manager isn't recognizing that the owner your district manager whoever it is that's above you isn't giving you that recognition that you feel you deserve that in its own right starts to take a little bit of a negative impact on your mental health at least it it does for me And so as much as we should be doing the best we can for our patients, simply for the fact that we're doing the best we can for our patients, it it always feels good to be recognized for the good work that you do. So please let me recognize you, your colleagues. Again, you want to bring up allied healthcare professionals. You want to bring up other patients who just make your day or you are expecting them to blow up at you and they were the most understanding patient in the world please i want to hear all these stories because too often we get to hear about the other side of that coin the karens the doctors with a god complex you know all the bits so please share with me facebook just a pharmacist instagram just dot a pharmacist and twitter at just one pharmacist as in the number one pharmacist because just a pharmacist is apparently too common now you might be saying to yourself sam why why are you calling this just a pharmacist podcast don't you know the negative connotations around us being called just a pharmacist by our patients by doctors by our family and friends um and for me in my case by myself almost constantly to the point that my wife gets upset at me so, so why just a pharmacist? Well, again, trying to take the negative, switch it at least in my mind into a positive so that I start to have not only a, a more positive outlook on it because I am proud to be a pharmacist. I am very dedicated to being a pharmacist. Um, but, but I definitely notice that in my day-to-day practice, I will cut myself down 
or or do things not as properly as as maybe I could because I'm worried that well I'm just a pharmacist I'm wasting too much of this doctor's time I maybe shouldn't be giving my opinion on this you know what this is my opinion on what drug you should be taking but you know maybe just just ask your doctor um, as as if they really are the be all end all and and again cutting myself down so this is me trying to take that back a little bit and hopefully again improve your mindset about that too and I am really serious about literally everyone wanting to call us just a pharmacist I will correct patients when they call me doctor because here in Canada it's only very recently that we have entry to practice PharmD programs um, at least in in British Columbia and I don't feel like spending 20 grand to get my doctorate right now when I don't think it'll affect me career-wise. So not a doctor here. And and I will correct people and, and say I am just a pharmacist. And and it's upsetting and it's wrong and it's twisted. And I sh- it shouldn't be just a pharmacist because what does everyone think at that point? They think, oh, you just slap a label on it. You're just here counting pills. You're just reading what the doctor wrote so you can fill whatever the doctor wrote so I can have my pills and be on my merry way. And obviously, you all know that that couldn't be further from the truth. Or, if, I mean, if you're not a pharmacist or pharmacy worker and you're listening to this, maybe you don't know that. So that couldn't be further from the truth. We do a lot more even at the retail level where the focus, especially in big box, is definitely not on the clinical aspect of things, but we still do so much more. And those of us who have learned how to really incorporate that clinical as much as we can into our retail practice, it's it's insane how much work we try to fit in. And, and that's not to knock down other allied healthcare providers, you know, the healthcare system right now is really at its wits end with uh, COVID and even before that. And it's really just because we're all pushed to the limits of what we can do because there's not enough people to help. There's not enough money to fund the people to help properly. And that's just the situation we're in. So long story short, that's why I want it to be just a pharmacist because I really want to take the power back from that statement and really start to turn that into a positive for me, even if it comes off ironically or, or however else or sarcastically. That's that's just what I'm trying to do with this podcast. Now, I was going to share a positive story, kind of self-brag, which is a little awkward me re- you know, talking about my own story in a braggy way on the podcast, but uh, I'm not saying I won't do it, but as I was recording this originally, it really helped me reflect and realize how much of a learning experience and really a just a pharmacist moment this was. So I'm going to share it with you all and maybe again you learn something or you at least understand the experience and again especially if you're a student please take heed you are just as important as the doctor as the nurse practitioners, the nurses, any other healthcare practitioner, you are just as important. Your time is just as important. Um, and we really should not be feeling less than all the time. Even when we don't think we're feeling less than, we'll find ways of proving to ourselves that we still think that we're less than. So I have a patient who had been prescribed Xarelto and uh, was getting a lot of itching in kind of an allergic reaction type of way, but there was no rash, there was no hives or redness or anything that way. 
just this itching that would be somewhat effectively treated by cetirizine. And so the doctor sent me a fax probably an hour, half, two hours before closing, basically saying, you know, the patient's on this medication. I'm concerned about this itching. Can we switch to another NOAC? And if so, what dose could we do? Or how else can we manage this patient? Here's my cell number. Give me a call. Doctor was already at home. So I look into this. Um, so Zarelto, absolutely, we can get a, an itch as kind of a side effect that is a histamine reaction, but is not like a true allergic. It's not going to turn anaphylactic. You're not going to get hives type of deal. Now, this seems to be fairly rare because I could only really find a couple case patients on it. But in the case reports, the doctors were typically treating with either cetirizine 20 milligrams daily or diphenhydramine 25 QID, which obviously that one is less ideal. The other thing that the doctors were doing in these uh, case reports was switching to apixaban, trying to go for the lowest dose that's still going to be appropriate for the patient's condition. And then even at that point, like the itching was improved, but they were still having to take either the cetirizine or the diphenhydramine. So not, not totally ideal, but, but still something that could improve patient outcomes, patient tolerance, and at least make them a little bit more comfortable. Because getting really itchy randomly is, is very annoying, and I don't wish that upon anyone. So I call the doctor, and, and unfortunately, I did not double-check the dosing. I see Zarelto personally in either 15 or 20 milligram doses 99% of the time. And so I, I called the doctor without having looked up the dosing and kind of had in my mind, well, what, what dosing would I expect? Uh, this patient seems like they would be someone who has AFib. I, I somewhat know them as a patient. And so, oh, yeah, I'm sure they've got, you know, AFib. That's why they're on the Xarelto. And so talk to the doctor, get this all approved. The doctor says, okay, well, okay, if we're going to switch to the Pixaban, what will be the equivalent dose? So that's when I finally thought to myself, well, I should actually double check what dose he's on. And he was on 2.5 milligrams daily, which I don't think I'd ever seen before in, in my practice. And so I, I kind of panicked a little bit and because I'm the pharmacist. I should just know what equivalent dose is. And I, well, okay, you know, maybe the, the lowest end of dosing of a Pixaban. So I, I guess 2.5 BID. Like, I wouldn't really want to split those tablets in half. I, I'd have to check if you could even do that. So, I, I mean, I guess. And, and that's probably about how confident I sounded on the phone too. Uh, and I hear his kids in the background and he pretty much, yeah, yeah, just whatever, take a verbal and and just get it done and, and hopefully you'll be more comfortable. So I hang up the phone and, and immediately I am already regretting not saying to the doctor, hey, you know what, I forgot to look into this or I, I didn't notice this was the dose, let me give you a call back. Um, and that's really what I should have done. But instead, I panicked. I was too concerned about the doctor's time. And now, oh, if I have to call him back, I'm going to waste more time. So I should just get this done. And and now it's potentially done wrong. And I'm actually going to spend more time with the doctor anyways. So And more time myself. So I look into it further. Uh, look up in, in Lexicomp what the dosing would actually be indicated for. It's indicated for PAD, peripheral artery disease. So not AFib. 
and I just quickly double-checked his CareConnect file, which if you're in BC and you have not been registered for CareConnect, you need to get your manager on top of that now because my goodness, is that so helpful. It is basically access to all of the uh, hospital records. Uh, you've got the lab work there. You can see, uh, you haven't been able to see imaging yet, but you can get the imaging reports. You can look at discharge summaries, progress notes, physiotherapist notes, if those exist from a hospital, say, and any of that kind of stuff. And it has truly been been life-changing to not have to ask my diabetic patients, hey, do you know if you're in kidney failure or like what, what stage of kidney disease you're in or, you know, what's your GFR? No, there's no more of that. You can just look up their most recent lab that's been done at the hospital and, and have a bit more confidence in that. So I look up on CareConnect, uh, see a, a progress notes or a discharge summary that, that clearly states peripheral artery disease. Okay, great. So I know for sure this has been prescribed properly. This isn't some weird low-dose treatment for AFib because of some oddball thing that I don't even know exists. Okay, great. So what is the proper dosing for apixaban? Go back and look at that. No, apixaban is not indicated. And looking even a little further to the studies, it looks like it just was never shown to be effective in the same way that Lodosorelta was. So swallow my pride, give the doctor a call back. Hey doc, you know what? I, I goofed that up, but I kind of caught myself before we got too far from this. And, and I looked it up and you know what? We really need to stick with the Zarelto. There's I'm not confident that switching him to something else is going to be as effective. And if we're not even looking at you know, we might not even be looking at getting rid of the itch altogether. We should really just stick with the Zarelta, which we know is indicated and will hopefully have some benefit. And maybe we just play around with the dosing of the antihistamine a little bit. You know, he's only taking 10 milligrams at night right now, and that seems to be improving things. Um, maybe we take another dose during the day or or figure out better dosing. But we've got a lot of room to move with, with cetirizine, and we have other antihistamines that we can try if that stops working as well. So again, doctor with the kids in the background, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, we'll, we'll do that and just, you know, make sure it gets done. Great, thank you, bye. So where, where I was coming from in the kind of the self-brag was, oh, look, I spent this time, which I'm lucky enough to kind of have the time available to me somewhat in this practice. Um, I probably spent about an hour looking through all the different things and contacting the doctor and then looking things up again and contacting the doctor again um, in amongst other patients that might have been coming in. And, and so for me, it felt like, yeah, I went, really went above and beyond. And, and I, don't, I wouldn't say that I necessarily didn't, but the big learning point for me is I really felt like I was just the pharmacist. And yes, this doctor is, is really banking on me to figure out the proper dosing, the proper solution, which we often don't actually get. So already the doctor is bestowing all this confidence in me and yet I still didn't have the confidence to say, you know what, doctor, um, I really need to double check the dosing. I didn't think to do that already. And and let me give you a call back after. So that for me, had I just not worried about it after, which, which I can't do, um, I will stay up all night and I will forever wonder if I screwed that up. So thankfully I, I have that. But had I not, you know, second guessed myself and, and looked it up again, that patient sure might be a little less itchy right now, but certainly would not be benefiting from his 
therapy as much as he should would be, I would imagine, more anticoagulated and potentially be at a higher risk of bleeds or issues that way. And he's already an, an amputee from his diabetes. So it, it was a situation that could have gone a lot worse had I not done my due diligence and really it would have been better to just do my due diligence from the word go. So bottom line is you can feel like you're just a pharmacist even when a doctor is giving you the full confidence of you should know what you're doing so give me your advice as a pharmacist and I still managed to goof that up and then get too worried that I am wasting a doctor's time that I don't do the due diligence right away that I should have. And so learning experience, definitely still positive in the end because the patient is doing a bit better. Um, They are still on the effective therapy and I at least have a better understanding now of why you would use that medication at that dose. And so ultimately no one is hurt other than maybe my ego for not being as thorough as I thought I initially was going to be. So that's it from me for this week, everyone. I'm hoping that I will start to get some trickle in of some positive stories from all of you so that I can start going on about that during this podcast instead of just about myself. I will be releasing these podcasts on Mondays. That is my goal. And that is because they are Mondays. And again, just try to sprinkle a little bit of positivity into what is likely your morning trip to your work. So that's that's what I'm hoping to do. I'm hoping to keep these less than half an hour for the most part, kind of aiming for the 15 to 20 minutes. I know this one's a little bit longer with the intro and everything. Uh, I'm also looking for your feedback on this show as well. What can be improved? What do you think I need to add, take away? This is, I'm not expecting this to be the polished end result of everything. I'm expecting that I'll likely need to make some changes. So please provide me your feedback. There will be an intro song eventually once COVID allows me to get that properly recorded uh, by a friend of mine. And yeah, like I say, in any feedback, positive, constructive, please let me know again on the socials, just a pharmacist on Facebook, just dot a pharmacist on Instagram, at just one pharmacist on Twitter. And I hope to hear from you all. I hope you have a safe, happy and healthy week. And I'll see you next week.